Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come Hi there, y'all. Welcome back. We've got a really serious and depressing episode today, so bear with us. No thanks, I'm out. Yeah, no, right. Um, But it's going to be a very brief, because there isn't a lot out there about this case, and that's why I decided to do it, is because I felt like this needed to be out there. And it's kind of a subject we already broached on some recent episodes. It's about kind of a vigilante justice type of situation. Um. And I heard about this case through the family, was looking for people, more people to cover this case um, because they really wanted to get the word out there. Um, and then <laughs> in between that time and me actually doing finishing up the research, it was on Dr. Phil. And then I was like, well, dang, now I can't do it. Um, but I'm still, I still feel like there's more to tell with this story. So if we can get the family on the show sometime soon, I'm going to try to do that. Uh, but I felt like I wanted to go ahead and put this out there to get the word out there and get more people covering this case. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get on with the show and we'll talk about it. In July, 2003, Christopher Bennett broke into Vincent D. McDormand house with the intent to get a check that Vince had promised to give him if he lied in court against his mother so that she wouldn't get custody of the girls living in Vince's care. When Chris broke into the house, he heard the youngest, who was six at the time, begging her dad to stop touching her because he was hurting her. Chris ended up killing Vince to stop the abuse on his younger sister. So these were his younger, I think, half-siblings or something like that. Either half or step-siblings. I can't remember exactly which. Um, He was given three life sentences being 600 years each, giving him 1,800 years that he's supposed to spend in jail. CPS refused to remove the girls from the home where they were physically and sexually and emotionally abused by their father. If Chris had not broken in that night and heard his little sister's cries for help, it would have gone unnoticed and they would have endured years more of abuse. So, yeah, it's a lot to unpack. And some of this does get repetitive because I just went to as many sources as I could to piece this together. So it's a bunch of different sources and some of it kind of repeats the the story um but so it was his siblings and reportedly i don't know this for certain but reportedly he had he had endured abuse from the dad or stepdad or whatever also and so when he found that happening he felt obligated to save his little sisters you know And it's a really sad situation, but in this case, I have to say, I'm all for him. 
Yeah. I think. Um, I don't necessarily think he should have gotten anything on this. Uh, it was a situ- like a crime of passion type thing. It was in the moment. He's, he heard and saw what was going on and he lost it. And like yeah. a lot of people would have done. Um, and in that he saved them from God knows what. Um, anyway. I guess we'll keep on going and, and talk more about it at the end. Like, I obviously, this guy is disgusting um, and shouldn't have been let continue. But there's some red flags going up about this whole situation for me already. Just reading with the intent. So Chris was at his stepdad's house to get a check Yes, and he admittedly broke in, and that's what caused a lot of problems, too, because that's why he got so many years is because, you know, there's a lot of states that have like a, if you do something else in the act, like if you commit another crime in the act of doing another felony or whatever, then you end up with like basically a ridiculous amount of charges on him. Yeah, like which it. which I I mean I don't necessarily I mean he broke in because he hurt his sisters. That wasn't even like that makes sense to me. If it were just purely he broke in because he hurt his sisters. No. That's an, that's not what happened. He admittedly was breaking in to get a check. Yeah. And see that's what throws me off. He but the check was money he promised that this stepdad promised to give him to lie against his mother so the kids, the girls wouldn't get custody. So mm-hmm. if Chris, if he already had an inclination or some, a little bit of knowledge that this possibly was going on and he was about to help those girls have to stay with them. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the, like, I obviously I've kind of stayed on the outside and I, I, I believe that in a lot of situations, you know, where it's heat of the moment, you know, in this situation, just a nasty fucking horrible human being that was murdered. Um, I, you know, we've talked about that on the vigilante justice. I think taking a life, no matter what deserves some form of punishment. And he should get punished for the break-in. Yeah. Um, but um, some of this is just our, breaking and entering, but um, I didn't know the circumstances around this, that he's, getting bribed to lie in court and he broke into the guy's house too feels really wrong yeah i agree with that and we and if we do get the family on here we'll make sure to ask those questions this is all the alleged you know we don't 100 percent know everything that actually happened i guess yeah but based on the knowledge i that are based on the info i'm being given this sounds funky yeah um all right so more than 18 years ago, 18-year-old Christopher Bennett was sentenced to three life sentences, which at the time totaled 1,800 years in prison. Back in 2003, Bennett was charged for killing his stepfather, Vincent McDormand, after breaking into his home and allegedly catching the man molesting Bennett's younger sister. Once he discovered he was molesting me, Chris ended up shooting and killing Vincent and then taking a checkbook and running away. Victoria McDormand. McDormand, Bennett's sister, said Chris was charged that night with capital murder, breaking and entering, and robbery. So it's all that stuff put together that kind yeah. of screwed him on the sentence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
McDormand says that after her brother was arrested, he was given the option of three life sentences carrying 600 years each or, or the death penalty. McDormand says at the time she felt she was too young to share her side of the story and felt it was never fully explained, but is now making it her mission to get the man she calls a hero out of prison. If he wouldn't have done what he had done that night, I would still be in that same situation and I wouldn't have the chance to live the life I've had, McDormand said. Most recently, Bennett's story gained attention after being featured on the Dr. Phil show. That helped the Families Change.org petition reach more than 150,000 signatures. It also helped bring more support from people around the country. Um, so, yeah, like I said, the Dr. Phil thing actually kind of discouraged me. I was like, well, crap, now that that's co they've touched it, then I don't feel like we it's necessary for us to do it. But I still yeah. feel like he hasn't been released yet. So I kind of yeah. feel like, yeah. I might actually try to check it out because, like I said, on the outside, just the knowledge, like, all I knew was he caught his stepdad molesting a, one of his sisters and he killed him. I didn't know, like, I had thought, based on some of how it was said, was like, he came back later and killed him. So, killing him in passion makes a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> because I would say that coming back and killing him later um, wasn't exactly... Um, that's premeditated um, yeah. even though it's justified if that makes sense Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm probably too harsh for anybody to have really agreed with me but um, I don't know it just, just feels weird to me a lot of the stuff that's going on with this um, but yeah so anyway I'll keep reading I feel like I'm repeating myself I'm just I'm yeah. stunned with some of these details. Um, so on behalf of everyone in Atlanta and Georgia and all across the United States, I'm asking this governor, please grant him clemency. One speaker said the family has now been able to work with an attorney to help with the process of releasing Bennett. We're able to work with a lawyer now who's helping us advocate for Chris to be released and helping us with the legal paperwork. As Governor Northam makes his way out of his office, his administration has pardoned more than 700 Virginians and it's leaving Bennett's family to beg Northam to look at his case. Yeah, they've been, I don't know where they're at on that. I, I don't, he has not been released, but they've been trying to, you know, reach out to them with the petition and through and through other getting other people to contact them and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, look at his story. Read his papers, and please send him home. That's where he needs to be, and that's where he belongs. Elizabeth Elstock Bennett's family said. We reached out to Northam's office, and they provided this comment: Governor Governor Northam has pardoned more people than any of the last nine governors combined. He has continued to review this and other pardon petitions, and will do so through his last day in office. Um. So, hopefully, if if not him, then maybe somebody will listen. I don't know. Like, I feel like it said 18 years he's been in now. I think yeah. that's what it said. Yeah, that's uh, to me, that's more than enough pay for what he actually did. In yeah. yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a believer in, like, 
oh, I killed someone 20 years, you know, like that's, it's hard for me to explain like my mental processing, but to me, he was doing some shady stuff. He was being bribed, was going to lie in court, <laughs> accepting money to, to go like basically with the dude that's doing all this stuff he's breaking into his house i think he deserved time yeah i don't think it was 18 years not for an 18 year old boy who's obviously got mental uh, scarring you know like he's been mentally and physically abused and sexually abused it sounds like too so to me i don't think that should have ever been more than like five to ten years Mm. you know what i mean i think 18 is definitely long enough even with the shady stuff going on, he was still a kid. Well, read anyway. the next part and then no. we'll finish up. Yeah. According to Bennett, he walked in and saw his stepfather on top of his little sister with his hands between her legs. He blacked yeah, I think out. In I, would have, I think I would have probably. Yeah. Yeah. He blacked out in a rage and only remembers raising a gun to shoot. Bennett shot. McDorman in the head, killing him. Bennett confessed to his crime and was subse- subsequently sentenced to three life sentences of 600 years for a total of 1,800 years in jail. In his conversation with Dr. Phil, Bennett revealed that he, too, had been molested by McDorman as a child. He had no idea until that moment, however, that his little sisters were also being targeted. Now grown up, Bennett's sisters believe he is a hero for killing their father. They feel he saved them from a lifetime of abuse and are advocating for his release. There is a change.org petition to bring his case to the Virginia governor, Ralph Northam. It has over 125,000 signatures, which we know now is over 150,000. Yeah, I'm sure it's more by now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to say I, last time I saw it was like 200,000 or something. Yeah. And by the way, that's change.org slash P slash a dash hero dash sentence to dash well just dashes in between everything a hero sentence to prison for killing a child molester so or just go type in the name christopher bennett petition and you'll probably find it um that might be an easier thing to do i don't know than trying to remember the really long change.org but i'm also putting it in our show notes if y'all want to just look at our show notes yeah um but I really like that last part right there. I felt like it's a little bit more descriptive of what he saw and it makes yeah. sense a little bit more clear. And here's how I feel about it. I, I do agree. He should have done some time for what he did, but I felt like the fact that he came clean right away and, and that he came clean about parts of it that he might not have necessarily had to, he could have just said, Hey, I stopped by there and saw this happening and i you know, and tried to play it like he didn't do anything bad, you know, but the fact that he was completely honest, I guess makes me, it, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It makes me feel a little bit more empathetic towards him. The fact that it seems to me that he was more honest up front about the bad stuff on his part. Know yeah. what I mean? But like I said, I do think, like you, that he should have done some time, and he has done 18 years now, possibly 19 now, because I think this the most of those reports were from 2021. So, yeah, 
he's been in there a long time and i think it's time that he needs to get out yeah because he was doing what it took to help his sisters in that moment yeah here's what bothers me still and i i'm gonna get some hate i feel like (laughs) from all of my opinions because i know this is a heated story and like a really yeah big a big story right now um why did he have a gun to go to this guy's house he's an 18 year old kid like again i'm just going back to all the shady stuff that started this whole thing why he was going over there here's my argument on behalf of him if i were going to dad's house for any reason i'd probably carry a weapon our dads i don't disagree with that yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) but if he didn't have any idea this was happening because that's what it was implied even though it had been done to him he didn't think like how did he not think at that i don't know to me someone that's gonna molest a child is gonna keep molesting children you know like we know that from even like relatives that do this sort of thing um that we all stay away from yeah i mean i'm 44 years old and i would not go around my father probably at this point in my life without a weapon and it's more for protection than anything else because i know what he's capable of yeah and again i i agree with that but when you're coming like it's all the stuff around the bribery part that's getting to me. He brought a gun to break into someone's house that was already bribing him. And and then he kills him and then takes his checkbook. Yeah. I get the rage that was going on at that point, but that was a lot of circumstances that didn't sound right to me. Well, like I said, I agree with you on that. Um so jot those questions down for the family and we'll try to get those answered if we ever get them on the show yeah and i get it i mean like i said my biggest thing with that is even around those those circumstances being a little weird to me um and suspect yeah he was still an 18 year old kid he might have needed food he might have needed that money. I get it. Like, obviously, we uh, didn't have the best. He might have been in dr- on drugs, but I, I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying it could have been. Yeah, I haven't read anything to know, like, much about, like, who he was before that point. Like, yeah. um, I'm just, all I've seen is, like, he killed his sister's molester. Like, that's that's the main highlights I've seen. Part of that was because I wanted to wait till we did a show about it to really get more of the details and definitely I would want to hear from the family and I'm not trying to throw his, his, his name. Like I'm not trying to run him through the mud or anything. I'm just based on what I have. Know, his, I have his contact info. I can actually email him in prison. Yeah. Like um, I said, so but I'll my thing is that. even with all of this suspect behavior leading up to this murder, it still boils down to he was an 18 year old kid. It sounds like he probably didn't grow up in the best situation, especially if there's bribery and, you know, obviously he's been molested as well. He obviously had a rough childhood. I think that in those situations, we as a society need to be more on rehabilitation than just 1800 years in prison. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, especially when you get people that are in, still in that range of your brain is still developing. To me, it's not fair to put an 18-year-old kid. Yeah, he's he's an adult. He can go to war. He can smoke cigarettes. But we all know we weren't d- doing things right at 18 years old, you know? Oh, no, and like, like I said, I'm not even trying to just condemn this dude and say, like, I don't like him because he was a little weird and this doesn't sound right i'm not saying he went in there planning to kill him either i'm just saying like there's two parts to that more questions about yeah i have i think it's there's definitely more questions there i wouldn't i can't just say let this guy out um simply based on these things but at the same time 18 years for an 18 year old that's plenty of time you know i just think there's there would have been better ways to deal with this poor kid yeah um so i guess we'll wrap this up and i'll just say this i do plan on writing him and trying to talk to the family and everything so we're going to talk about this some more if y'all have any questions that you have for him and him or his family then let me know and i'll add that to our own list of questions that we have how about that do it do it um anyway i guess we'll wrap this up and do you have any shout outs? Because I'm just going to shout out Forensic Files 2 again because they're really awesome to us and we appreciate them giving us the preview of that episode. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> shout out to going to bed early, right? No joke. Shout out I'm to ready. me freaking out because I have a job interview tomorrow and Whoa, I'm freaking yeah. out about it. So yeah, I've got a lot of stuff going on and we have a ton of shit to ship for tomorrow too. So I'm like, yeah, we're going to start on that tonight because I'm so, I'm so scared of it interfering with my interview. I'm like, no, we got to get this stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so sorry to make this super, super short, but we got stuff to do. Whee. Later. <laughs> Ah! <laughs>